You're listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome back to the Common Fan Podcast. We are your fellow common fans. I'm TJ Burkle with Maddie Owens Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. We are also joined tonight by Nebraska Baseball Hall of Famer, massive Husker football fan, and occasional common fan co-host, Charlie Colon. Charlie, it's nice to have you join the common fans once again. Great to see you, fellas. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank for you, being Charlie. Here. Welcome back. Well, boys, it is mid-January. Last time we recorded was the day after the college football playoff final game, championship game. So now another week has gone by, and I sort of feel like reality has really set in, and and we are once again left to face the long, cold winter alone, and we're left to ponder the meaning of life without college football for another eight months. Um, and so, you know, we're we're here to help each other through that. You know, if anybody has anything they need to share, anything they need to talk about, guys, <laughs> we're here to help you with that. Um, but common fans, we're here to help you get through that as well. And it's never too early to talk about next season. So tonight we're going to take a look at the 2024 schedule and go through it game by game, offering our predictions about each game and getting ourselves all frothed up and ready for some Husker football. So yeah. this should be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to that, um, as we've noted many times, we love fear hearing from the fellow common fans. We encourage all of you to email the show commonfangbr at gmail.com. And we heard just today from, from fellow common fan Kyle, who, as we head into a new era with an expanded college football playoff, had an idea about some tweaks that could be made to improve things in the postseason. Kyle starts with go big red. Love that GBR for life. Kyle, uh, Kyle suggests Doing the Heisman Trophy and all postseason awards, so Outland Lombardi, Remington, the Jet Award, um, as well as all all American selections, uh, I, I just basically any 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 individual award, individual individual honors, basically, right? After the twelve team playoff, all the playoff games have ended. All the bowls are over, champion playoffs over, championship games over. Mm -hmm. uh, he suggests two potential benefits here. One, uh, there would be some incentive for the best players to play through the postseason. So there's this issue of a lot of good players not playing in a bowl game, many of them because they want to, you know, preserve themselves for the NFL. Some of them may be looking at the transfer portal, whatever it might be. Uh, so he feels like that would help uh, sort of prevent some of that, at least. He also says, you know, it's fair to consider, and I think with an expanded playoff, this is this is a really interesting point. It's fair to consider the entirety of the season when doing these awards, particularly now that the postseason is longer. Kyle suggests Tommy Frazier would have won the Heisman in 1995 if the Heisman vote would have been after his Fiesta Bowl performance. Honestly, pretty likely, guys. So uh, he ends with this could be something that Dave Remington and Johnny Rogers could lead the way on, see if other awards would follow. Small change is not suggesting that all players, you know, would prevent all players from opting out, but perhaps it could help. What do you guys think about this? And hey, great, great uh, email, Kyle. Thanks for yeah, contributing. Great email. Thanks for writing in. Great discussion yeah. topic, especially in, in mid-December uh, when we don't have uh, any games to watch. What do you guys think about this? I think it's a great idea. 
um not not just the Heisman but you you know so many guys now with not just going pro but just maybe hitting the portal or they're not playing in the playoffs so they're not gonna so they're not gonna play in their bowl game it's really to me it's really cheapened things and I guess maybe I'm just a purist yeah. and old man now but um but how many awards you maybe are. would yes <laughs> how many Both. awards would probably change or the recipients would have changed if they waited through the bowl games or the now the playoffs so yeah. I like it I mean it's not like you said it's not gonna you know keep all of them from opting out because those guys that are going pro still still might you know not decide not to play the bowl games but I like it I agree with Owens simply because it's from just me being selfish like every bowl game season now I feel like you're not getting the full product on the field, so to speak. So when I watch the bowl games, I'm just bored, especially when it comes to like Owens. I know you love this because you're a degenerate gambler, but no, when I try true. and <laughs> not true, <laughs> when I try and pick games, like how hard is it to bet on games during the off season, during oh. the postseason now, because you don't know who's playing. You don't know what team is out there. And I just think it's, it, I think it's a good idea because I think it would, Hopefully, not maybe not all the way like Owen said, but maybe just a little bit get some of those players maybe just change their mind a little bit about sitting out rather than playing. I don't know. I think it's a good idea too. I hundred percent agree. Well, so you reason, brought up reason, that's a great reason, point. Reason number three, according to Geoff and Lincoln, is this is what's best for the gamblers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you know, a, yeah, a for, college yeah, for me personally, I, I, I'm a guy that's gone back to you know maybe 10, 11 years old doing a, doing a bowl pick'em, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that part. I didn't even think about that. And, and it is the last few years, it's been next to impossible to remember, okay, now is this quarterback transfer? Is he not playing? Who's coaching these guys? Like their coach isn't yeah. there anymore. So like, it's, yep. it's almost impossible now. And part of, part of it too, is the early signing day. Like th- <laughs> I think that's, that's leading to more of the coaches jumping ship before their teams even get to bowl games now too. So you know, if we could have a little yeah. bit more more stability for those of us who maybe like to do a friendly bowl pick'em or any anybody that likes to do friendly wagers sure, um, yep. in bowl mm-hmm. season, that would that would yep. that would help a lot if we if yep. we wait, about, wait on these awards. How about this, you guys? I think it actually legitimizes the Heisman more than it is today. Yep. So yeah. the entirety of of the football season includes the bowl season. The whole now, lest, yeah. lest we forget Danny Werfel, 1996 Fiesta Bowl, Tommy Frazier, 1996 Fiesta Bowl. I, I just think Danny Werfel wins the Heisman out of that deal. And everybody goes, ah, geez, but you know, he wasn't a great performance in the, but he did a nice job in the regular season. I don't think that's what the Heisman's meant to do. I think it's the Eddie George scenario. I think it's the Tommy Frazier scenario. I think, from soup to nuts, game one through game 13, whatever, it's the entirety. And I think it takes a bunch of the mystery and uncertainty out of the equation if you if, if you do exactly what he's proposed, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Heck, the Remington Trophy was what, just two days ago? Here in Lincoln or yeah, last that's right. night? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't award it until, until around now. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, Charlie, spot on with your point. Uh, that was the 1995 season. So it was actually Eddie George who won yep. the Heisman, not Danny Werfel. I'm not We're sure full in what 96, right? Okay, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. see what you're saying. I got you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, got yeah. it, got it. Okay. Uh so it sounds and I'm I'm in agreement too, guys. I, I think I think that second point is like in your point, Charlie, is perhaps the most compelling one, which is basically 
again, especially with the expanded playoff, you're, you're potentially looking at what three or four extra games that might not get included. If the, if the Heisman candidate, if there's a Heisman candidate that's playing in the final. Right. And so I think you need, you want all of the performance evaluated. You want all the data you can get. So I think that's a really compelling point. Um, so, and I, but I do think I, I, the cynical side of me says, if there's somebody thinking they're going to get a five or a $10 million payday and they don't want to blow an ACL in the bowl game, yeah. Is that going to, you know, maybe they're an all American, maybe they're not, you know, is that going to keep them? Is that going to make them change their mind? Is that going to make, you know, force them to play in the bowl game? I don't know. Probably, you know, Kyle acknowledged that. I don't think it covers everyone, but I do think you'd see more, more guys if you're a Heisman finalist. And, you know, I think I, maybe it just helps sway the collective mindset a little bit back in the direction of, you know, stick, finishing the season, playing out, playing out the season, that sort of thing. So that's awesome. It's more entertaining. Just yeah, talent on the field for the love of absolutely. Like, Better for I, the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys watch it, but Notre Dame. Like, I didn't even recognize their team that was out there during the uh, Sun Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. It was, you know, Sam Hartman sat out basically the entire. Yeah, no, nobody watched it. Jeff. Nobody okay. watched the Notre Dame game. <laughs> all right, all right. I was just checking. All right, <laughs> thanks for checking. Was that well, game? On, was that Notre Dame game on Peacock? <laughs> <laughs> It's only five ninety nine, Matt. Small price to pay. Uh, hey, I'm a like subscriber. I'm a subscriber. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's unanimous, Kyle. Thank you for writing in. Excellent idea. We're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start putting uh, the word out throughout uh, across the windswept plains and beyond. Um, and um, hopefully, this uh, idea can get some traction. We also heard a while back from a common fan OG Joe Ritz. Shout out to Joe Ritz. Uh, he says he loves the pod. He's been listening all his life. That means a big lot. Big fan of Joe Ritz. Big yeah, fan of that guy. Considering we've been around for about three months, that really means <laughs> a lot to us, Joe. Uh, no, we love, we, love you. we love Joe Ritz. We love Joe Ritz. I mean, he wants to know. He, look, he's putting it right out there. If Nebraska plays Notre Dame in the championship game in 2025, who will Geoff and Lincoln be rooting for? He actually said, Hoomst. W H O M S T. Are you rooting for? Whom? I don't. I honestly don't know. No, whom, is that a whoops. word? Whom? I have no idea. Whom? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to put that down and see if we'll look it up after the show and, and see if uh, that's a word. Okay. Also, not sure why you said twenty twenty five. I mean, I think we're we're about to do schedule predictions. I think by the end of this, we're all going to talk ourselves into championship game uh, performance or uh, appearance in twenty twenty four. So I'm not yeah. sure why, you know, I'm not sure why he skipped ahead to 2020. <laughs> why are we so pushing this off here? Let's, yeah. Why are we pushing this off any further? Yeah. So, but let's hear it, Geoff. At some point, at any point in your life, Nebraska, Notre Dame, for all the marbles, where do you come down? They, Hoops, they, Hoops they, will you, it be? You, Hoops, <laughs> first of all, hey, little hey Joe, Joe, I know you're going to be listening to this. What the hell is your problem? Man? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were pals. Um, I, you guys, it was, I, it was, it was, listen, it was a very respectfully worded email. Too. Okay. It would, it, I would be, first of all, if they ever played for every, they've already played each other. Okay. Let's just remember back in the early 2000s, I had to deal with that when we were in high school. I had to deal with all of you guys when Nebraska played Notre Dame. I had to deal with all of that crap back in the day. And I kind of, I kind of, chickened out i sat on the fence i didn't really say one way or the other so this time around if it came down to it i'm probably gonna chicken out and just sit on the fence and not really take a side <laughs> one way or the other 
but the way I would look at it is I probably would not- just, I would sit in my basement by myself, lights off, probably start smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would wear one of those cheesy t-shirts. Didn't Sherry have one of these? No offense to Sherry, but wasn't she, didn't she yeah. don a shirt that was both half, half. Southeast half yeah, like highest. I think I might have to go that route and take a page out oh, of Sherry Burkle's God. book because That's I a- can't choose. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I cannot. Because if I say I would choose Notre Dame, I would probably get disowned by my father. I disappointed for the rest of my life. And I know I've already disappointed my ton already. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> no, you, you have. That's right. The other, <laughs> the other half is I don't want to get kicked off this podcast. I really enjoy doing it. So I'm just going to so just pick Nebraska. And- I, Dad, I love you. Uh, I'm gonna cheer for the breath. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. Total non-answer. Total cop out. But it's a politics. You've been in it too. Know, it's a politics. It's, it's presidential primary season. Absolutely. That was a total. That was a total debate answer. Mm-hmm. Or a total debate non-answer. <laughs> so, but he'll be. Yeah. Uh, he'll be wearing time- one of those <laughs> shirts. One of the, he'll be wearing one of those shirts that says, "I just hope both teams have fun." Can I? Can I just say this? Can I just say this? If if you're looking for any inclination on which way I would sway, I choose Lou Holtz over the double nickel and their rivalry. If that gives you any idea of, of which way I'm going with this. Owens, you know what I'm talking I don't about. know. I don't know what the hell you're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about. Do, you know, uh, the Peter brothers. Come on. They have beef with Lou Holtz. The yes, they do. Remember oh, the I book don't... that you, Owens, you don't remember that? I That's for another that. day then. All right, the Peter well, brothers yeah. have a big beef with Lou Holtz. Charlie, do you remember this? I do. I know. I'm yes. tracking with you. Absolutely. Yeah. They have big beef with Lou Holtz because I think who did he not or either kick off the team? Oh, didn't they have a brother that was going to brother? Was going yeah. Brother got booted. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Big beef. But right. well, I side with Lou Holtz on everything. He just side with Lou Holtz on all these things, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> that was awesome, Owens. That was a good impression. Oh, yeah, well, you. it's been it's it's been noted. I have no doubt the board of directors will take it under advisement. Yeah, you take uh, it under advisement. You're back. I assume you're back on the watch list. Just just know that. <laughs> All right, common fans. I'm really excited for this, guys. We will probably do this multiple times in the run up to the 2024 season. Just FYI, especially in this day and age of college football, things change, rosters change. Who knows? I mean, by the way, side note, guys. I'm basically just expecting good news these days with all the transfer, right. transfer portal additions. seems like every yep. day, every week, every weekend, there's some new good news for the Huskers. So uh, rosters are going to continue to change. Honestly, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some coaching changes or, you know, shakeups or something uh, uh, among at least some of Nebraska's opponents between now and August, you almost have to expect it. So there'll yeah. be changes. We'll do this again. We'll get a better vibe for the team through spring ball, through summer workouts, through fall camp, all that. So, and really you can never have, you can never do this enough. So this is our first crack though. And we, and there's a lot of off season hype flowing with all the, all the recent good news. So I'm sure the common fan predictions here will be totally rational, totally reasonable, totally sane. And then when we get through the schedule, we'll do a a handful of other just sort of fun predictions uh, for, for the, what the 2024 season might bring. All right, without further ado, and we're going to go in the same order every time, guys, simply because otherwise I never remember who I've called on and who I haven't. So uh, without further ado, the first game of the 2024 season, home against UTEP. All the common fans will be in the house. I have no doubt we're going to sell that baby out. Um, 
all, all vibe the, the vibes will be sky high optimism will be flowing Matteo, what do you got for the utep game i got uh utep like you said home opener a lot of vibes offseason pent up hope and energy uh utep was three and nine last year in conference usa uh, we're going to beat the brakes breaks off them. I think we win by 30 plus. Love it. Charlie, what do you got? Right there with you. Um, home opener. People are going to be excited. 31st of August. It's going to be hot and steamy. We'll roll them. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there, Matt. I'm with you. Yep. Love it. G off. Same. UTEP. We got them. Home opener. W easy. Ass kicking. That's an easy one. UTEP common fans, if you're listening, you're barely worth our time to discuss. Okay? <laughs> Just so you know, I've got it as a W as well. So the common fans across the board's got us starting one and oh. It gets interesting very quickly after that, guys. Game number two, come into Lincoln, the Coach Prime show, the Colorado Buffaloes, come into Lincoln. Uh, you guys know what Coach, Coach Prime's going to say the minute he gets off the plane, right? Got disrespected. It's, per it's no, personal. He's gonna, no, he's going to say, "Yeah, it's personal." We ain't coming no more. <laughs> we here. We here. <laughs> something, something that bull junk. That's bull, bull junk. Bull junk. <laughs> All right, I'll stop there. Um, okay, I well, okay, I'll, I'll leave my commentary. I'll, I'll leave my commentary till it's my turn. But I feel like this is going to be make for some interesting discussion. Matteo, what, what do you think? I think we will kick the living shit out of CU. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't Coming think. Uh, I, I don't think. Like I. I just. I don't know. I just have a thought. I don't think Shadur will probably even finish the game. He's going to get hit so many times. Um, their defense is terrible. I don't. I. You know. It'd be a real big turnaround to see them get better. Um, the only reason they had success against us because our offense was terrible this last fall. I think we run for two hundred plus. Throw for two hundred plus. Uh, and Royola and Rule beat the Sanderses, and it'll be a big, big time national Sanders story. Is big Sanders time is national is story. Is. All right. Well, you're you're going to be, re you know, win or lose, you're going to be referenced in the post game press conference, Matt. And D Coach Prime's going to say he's got the receipts and he took it personal, just so yep. you know. No, okay. you're going to be in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So a, lot of, a, a lot of you know premium coaches listen to this podcast. Well, so they do probably, absolutely. Yeah, they do. Definitely listening. Bring it All on, right, Charlie. Prime. Charlie, what do you got? So I've got it. As a four-quarter game, I think we win by 10 to 14. But I think I could see it being even at half. And then we but, – but, but it's a defensive struggle for the most part. Here's my biggest worry. It's it's only the second game of Raiola's career, and it's a big game with a lot of emotion. Yeah. And so if I think back to T. Frage or any of our quarterbacks that come in hot, we're going to have big expectations. The crowd is going to be unruly. I think our crowd will create some uncertainty for our guys as well as it will for them. Um, I definitely think it's a W, but I think it's a little bit closer than what than, than what Matt has predicted. I think we win by, I'll say, 13. Okay. like it. Nice. G off. Are, are we doing score predictions here? I thought we were just doing oh, no, you don't have to do I score like You don't yeah. have to do a score prediction. <laughs> I like it. You're welcome to. You're welcome to. Yeah. There's, there's well, no rules on the common fan podcast. Well, we're winning. I know that for sure. That is one thing I marked down is we are winning that game at home. The Coach Prime experiment, if you will, the the experience, if you will, it ended pretty freaking quick last year. That's over with. <laughs> I feel like that whole ship has sailed um, we learned our lesson last year being on the road. We got just kind of screwed that we were in the middle of 
the Dion hype train, Colorado hype train, literally at its peak. So I feel like with us this year, we know what we're in for. We know how to handle it. I think we're going to do just fine. I don't know if it'll be a blowout per se, but I do think that we're going to win at home this year for sure. Love it. Um, I, I got to be honest with you guys. So this one makes me like nervous and angry and all sorts of feelings all at the same time. Angry because we've played them three times in sort of the recent, just in the last going back to 2018. We haven't won either any of those. <laughs> absolutely should have won both games from the frost era. And then like we've talked about many times, like you just said, G off this year, this last year, you know, two new staffs, two new, two new, like we didn't know what to expect from them. They didn't know what to expect from us. And unfortunately we made it very easy on them, right? We turned the ball over, put the defense in a tough spot, got behind the eight ball and just couldn't recover. And so I, I expect a much better performance from the Huskers. I would also say I feel like Coach Rule would never probably put this out there into the world, but I think he was annoyed with what Dion said after the game yeah. about how he Dion suggested that Coach Rule had been talking trash about him or what or whatever. Yeah, I think I think like that game the game will probably be you know coaches will tell you they take them all the same they you know take the same approach, but I think like in Coach Rule's mind he's probably got that one circled and definitely wants some payback. We know more what to expect from Colorado, all, all the things, you know, we, we, we got, there's a lot more film to watch, you know, they won't be coming in with nearly as many surprises. I'm with Charlie. I think it'll be a battle because it always is because it's Colorado. And also like, you know, he annoys, he annoys people, but Shadur is an, is a, is a talent, is a great talent at quarterback. Yeah, for sure. He will make some plays. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to account for that. And if there was one area where maybe we weren't quite elite on defense this last year, it was in the past defense. So all of those things make me nervous. Uh, but I had it as a W as well. Uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hold on too long in the suspense there. I also just want to say there are certain people out there that are suggesting, you know, Colorado is going to take a leap. Colorado's on the cusp of doing great things under coach prime. I know that in theory, the Big 12 is an easier conference. They're moving to the Big 12 in 2024. I don't think it gets a whole lot easier for them, guys. They open with North Dakota State. Like, North Dakota State could potentially just push them around. If yeah. that defense doesn't get any better, if North, North Dakota State yeah. defense can get off the field, they might just push them around. And then they're at Nebraska, at Colorado State, who they struggled with last year, even though they beat them. They got Arizona, Utah, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Kansas, who's been good again. You know, so they got, I, I, I think, like, I think it's another like, not another, but I think like you know six seven wins is like a is, is like a significant accomplishment for that team. I don't think yeah. it's going to be much more than that. Yeah, for that Colorado team. Yeah, and that would be okay. and that would be that would be a, that would be a big leap forward for them. That'd be progress. Exactly. Exactly. The thing that All I right. love about that CU thing, just a side note, teach. I yeah. love at the end of the year. I always pay attention to three things: coach defections, player defections, and transfers in. And we have won all three of those at this point. Oh, for right. We sure. have our, 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 our crew and that group down there is so locked in. And to a person, you talk to anybody, they talk a lot about momentum. And now they talk about velocity of momentum. So it's different. Like there's things happening there. There's aren't, there's not people jumping ship to a person. They will talk about how hard coach rule is working. How, how, I mean, you get those two transfers last week. I mean, again, like everything had kind of gone quiet and then boom, out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere. He's they're working the phones. Yep, mm -hmm. things are happening. Charlie Cologne. 
I love <laughs> Things are happening. All right, game number three, Northern Iowa comes to town. The other thing, by the way, guys, that's three of our first four games at home, which I absolutely yeah. Uh, Matty, what do you got for Northern Iowa? Um, don't need to spend too much time on this one. We're 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 gonna beat the beat the pants off these guys too. Northern yeah. Iowa W. Yep, yep. Uh, Charlie, Same. yeah, big dub. W's, big W's, dub, W's, 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 yeah. W. All right, W's across the board. I do love also. This is the most like standard traditional uh, start of the season schedule we've had in years. We're not start, we're not starting with a conference opponent. We're not in yep. Ireland. We're not starting on a Thursday night. Exactly. Yep. We're not, not a starting Thursday in a game. foreign country. <laughs> yep. So like, I love it that we have two. I, I'll just go ahead and say it: two cupcakes uh, aside from Colorado. And like we have a chance to actually establish some momentum and establish something going into conference play. So really excited about that. All right. Game number four. So all the common fans at this point have the Huskers at three and oh game number four, Bert Bielema and the fighting Illini come to town. Matteo, what do you got? Um, I, I think Illinois will be a little bit better than they were this last year. Um, as far as I know, I don't keep up with Illinois, uh, in their football roster, but I think their quarterback will be back Altmeyer, and they had a stud receiver that could be back too, Isaiah Williams. Um, but we're still at home. We haven't, we haven't left Lincoln yet for, on a Saturday in the fall. Um, so I think, I, I don't think it'll be a blowout. You know, I say we, maybe we beat Illinois by seven to 10 points, but, uh, we get to four and against the Illini. Boom. Love it. Uh, Charlie. Uh, how about this? I think Illinois rolls into town one and one. I think they take, I think they get beat at home against Kansas. Wow. I think yeah. they've got a cupcake in central Michigan. They play us and then they're at Penn state. So they go back to back on the road. I think they come Ooh. to us one and one. And I think we whip them. W. Love it. Love that. Love that. Geoff. Oh my God. You guys, I was torn on this one hard. Big time. And because like last year, all of the crap talking that we did about Bielema. I, we really and, did, and didn't we? The, bur <laughs> the, bur the burning down of fake Memorial Stadium because he was cooking his Totino's pizzas. No, Tombstones. And, tombstones. Tombstones, that's tombstones. it. I knew it started with a T. Um, so, so don't hate me here, but I feel like he – I think he listens to the pod, and I think he might have an ax to grind. Um, so I think we might actually drop one here in a close one. I can't say – we're going to win them all guys. So I'm going to say we might lose to Illinois in this game and drop a home game this year. How dare I'm you. sorry. Yes, I know I'm sorry, lies. but I got to be realistic, man. Okay. Otherwise I'm just going to say, we're going to go, we're going to run the table. It's either a sprinkle. Yeah. Yeah, we aren't, or, we aren't or, doing that. Or yeah. running the table. Okay. No, so, that's fair. I mean, I think we need I'm to, real here. we need to acknowledge at some point that you know, we call them second rate programs on uh -huh. this program, but <laughs> yep. we, you know, we've had trouble beating the second rate programs in recent years. Uh -huh. And I think the Husker, Huskers could even take a big leap in 2024, but it would be hard to expect there not to be uh, maybe a couple of missteps there. So that's, you that's can. perfectly fair. Geoff. I was, I was, I had to smile when I was looking at, at the Illinois doing my Illinois pick as well. Just thinking back mm -hmm. to our conversation about <laughs> <laughs> Bert. It was either Bert Bielema accidentally set fake Memorial Stadium on fire because he was stress eating tombstone pizzas <laughs> while watching film of Nebraska and how he was going to handle the Heinrich Harburg led offense because he had never seen anything like that before. That's right. And he didn't know what he was going to do. Or 
it was the college football industrial complex. So that in some, in some almost out to, out to get up, us, right? yeah. yeah, because of how much we talked about them initially early on last season, they're going to find a way. I feel like they are, they, they are pissed at us. We exposed them. We yep. all know what they're all about now. Pretty much the entire windswept plains of Nebraska knows what they're all about now. Thanks to us. We're, to yeah, exactly. we, we're, yeah. we're exposed now. And I think now, unfortunately the team might have to suffer the, you know, bear that cross for us every once in a while this might be one of those games sorry huskers i really am but we're trying to fight the good fight that's fair no i've got it as a w as well though i think i would like to believe that certain programs that are second rate programs that we accidentally (laughs) lost to a small number of times and then we beat again in 2023 we're just back to beating them for good and so illinois is one of them Hmm. And there's a lot of logic to that thinking, as you can see, but I've got it as a W. Next one is our first road game. They didn't show a lot this year. They had a first year head coach in 2023. Hard to know what to expect in 2024. We are at Purdue. Matteo, where'd you come down on this one? You know, I, I kind of stopped on this one a little bit because it's the first first road game of the season, right? First four at home. They're going on the road. Uh, Rayola's first conference road game, first road game as a collegiate player. Period. Um, so I almost kind of went went the same route that Jeff did with Illinois, but I looked <laughs> at uh, Purdue's schedule before they play us. Okay, they have Indiana State. Should be easy for Purdue. Then they go to South Bend. They go to Notre Notre Dame. Woo! Okay. No, sorry, sorry. They play Notre Dame in West Lafayette. They play Notre Dame at home, so Notre Dame at Purdue. Then they go out all the way out to Corvallis to play the Beavs. They're playing Oregon State. Oh, wow. The week before they play uh, by, uh, Oregon State coached by our old friend Trent Bray, head coach now. Yes. Former Nebraska. So not a couple of, couple of pretty tough games before they come back home to play the Huskers. Okay. Um, and Purdue, I, I, have, I had a really hard time trying to figure out anything that they do very well at all. Um, they are a second-rate program. I think with the former CU buff, Ryan Walters, uh, at the helm, they're going to continue to be a second-rate program. I think we we go to West Lafayette, and I'm not saying we're going to steamroll them, but I think we'll find a way to get it done and get the win against Purdue to go to 5-0. and all. Right. Drink that Kool-Aid, how, Matty. How, how frothed up is Husker Nation going to be if we start oh. the year 5-0? and all? Pretty frothy. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be so frothy around Lincoln and, and across <laughs> Husker nation, Charlie. Uh, I said the same thing, uh, Matt. I said, mm-hmm. I, I looked at their schedule too. I think they roll into that game one and two. I think they, they beat Indiana state. I think they get punched by Notre Dame. I think they go on the road at Oregon state, get dumped. But then I think with our first road game, I think the first half's messy. Yeah. I think we try to sort some things out. Um, get it cleaned up, coach them up at halftime, come out with a dub, a um, little confidence rolling into that following week, but I think it's another win. Yep. Five and oh. I, wow. I love to, I love to wow. how we're all just referencing Riola as the starter as if, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the plan, uh, but, but like it hasn't been named. It hasn't been talked. I mean, the coach hasn't really said anything about it, but I mean, I think that is the plan, but I, I and I'm not, uh, I'm not saying that critically. I legitimately love how that's how we're talking about it. Um, Geoff. You guys are going to hate me. Well, you already do. 
but no, come five on. and oh five and oh to start yep. this year five and oh yeah, yeah if this, uh, this is this a this is a fan podcast we're not journalists <laughs> <laughs> i just don't see it and our first road game true freshman quarterback at the helm while he is a five-star quarterback if he is the starter i feel like there are going to be some growing pains and that first thing is trying to overcome the hump of playing a road game in college hostile environment Big Ten opponent. It's not like some cupcake team on the road. Purdue is still an opponent in the Big Ten. So I I have to go. I'm going to go with Nell here. All right. But there is a method to my madness if if you see me working here. But I'm going to have to go with a loss on this game, unfortunately, being a first our first road game period of the year. Jeff, no, that's fun. Listen, we're like all opinions are welcome here. All, yeah, it's so all opinions. It's, can't, all, Jeff, can't you just be like me and just be irrational? <laughs> I mean, can't we? Can, let's just be emotional and irrational for once. Can you please? <laughs> in my experience, predicting losses in the Husker universe <laughs> is considered being irrational. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine, Geoff. Just know everyone's taking notice and we're right, keeping you. seats. So it's yeah. fine. But it was also it was interesting to me that you said, Jeff, you referenced Wesley Lafayette as a hostile environment. <laughs> um, I would. I don't know if I would go that far to say that about right. West Lafayette. It, it, you it know, if, you, if, if you're if you're scared of a big old train horn, uh, then maybe it's pretty hostile. But I, yeah, I don't. I might have to disagree with that statement. All right. No, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying that it is within our conference, and it's not a Northern Illinois or a UTEP on the road. You are playing a, a Power Five team in the conference, so it's uh okay. It sure. can, it, all right, whatever. Sure, right, fine. All right. um i had it as a w as well guys why not i don't i i don't i didn't just see a lot that was super impressive last year they did win two out of their last three including a win over minnesota which all due respect to minnesota is not that impressive of a win i mean this was minnesota's worst team in a long time but still, I mean, they kind of put it together and beat a, a team that's traditionally well coached. And then they beat Indiana in the year. Indiana was a complete and total dumpster fire. So I'm not sure how much you can take from that. But I'm just not sure this, you know, it felt like a, and, and admittedly, I didn't pay as close attention to Purdue as I, as I do to other teams. But it didn't feel like one of those year ones of a new coach where you say, uh, they didn't put it all together this year, but you can totally see the pieces going, you know, you could see, see what they're trying to do or see the pieces in uh-huh. place. I'm just not sure what to expect from them next year. I don't think they're going to be very good. Purdue is also probably the the number one on my list as far as second-rate programs that we've lost to (laughs) that we should never, ever, ever lose to. Ever. Like, there's never an excuse to lose to (laughs) Ever. And even the the handful of games that we did lose to them, I mean – other than maybe 2022 when they had a pretty good team and we didn't, we still almost beat them because of Trey Palmer. Other than that, every other loss, we basically handed to them. And it just absolutely infuriates me. I will never, ever pick us to lose to Purdue. Let me pick that. That's where <laughs> I'm going it. with it. Yeah. So I love, I love that. Char- Charlie, Matt, and TJ, the Huskers starting 5-0. and oh. Perfectly rational. Makes total sense. Come on. We, all, we, we only won five games last year and couldn't make it. We had one game to win last year to get to a bowl. Makes, makes total sense. We, all of Husker Nation, Nation will be so frothy after we start 5-0. and It's going to be unbelievable. 
<laughs> and and next up, guys, I mean, we got two two more next two more games that are look pretty winnable, guys. I love to. I can't wait to see where the common fans are going with this. Uh, next, we come back home. Back so home. five out of the five out of the first six games are at home. Come back home and host Rutgers. Matty O, what do you got for that one? Well, I think the Purdue, I think, is a win, but I, I think that one's going to be an ugly win. And I think we come back home. Okay, so we're back home after an ugly win. Probably, you know, feel like we escaped Purdue. We escaped hostile West Lafayette with a win. <laughs> um, and then Rutgers is tough. Okay, Shiano's got him playing pretty, pretty good, tough ball. Um, I don't think they're very dynamic on offense at all, but they they play tough. They hit hard. They tackle. Um, Shiano's got him chopping wood. Um, but in the end, I think we grind it out and probably get another ugly win um, to to go to six and zero. <laughs> I love. It. I absolutely love it. I mean, no. she often is laughing so hard. <laughs> uh, Charlie, I can't wait till we Jeff, get to Jeff. I can't you'll wait till you'll, you'll get your All turn, right. Jeff. Charlie. Charlie. So th- this is the one on the schedule that that scares me the most out of the first six. They were seven and six this year. They beat Michigan State. Um. Greg Shadow's a very good football coach. But we are winning to go six and oh. Yes. 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 At home. <laughs> at home. Likely a night game. Likely a night game. Love it. Oof, oh, and it, the the more we talk about this, and I was just looking up on my phone, that this team, I think, might remind me a little bit of 2008 with Joe Gans, where the defense is so good it actually accelerates the offense. Okay. So we had a lot of we got a lot of challenges offensively, right? Potentially new quarterback, still a young um somewhat inexperienced depending on Ramirez uh, running back. We've got a transfer wide receiver, we're still a little bit soft at wide receiver. Like there's a lot of things to figure out, but the defense is just going to be friggin' nails. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm going dub night game frothy. Six and so, so much froth, so much froth, so yeah. much froth. Things are happening. And things, are happening. things are happening. <laughs> things are happening in Lincoln, people. <laughs> if we start six and zero, oh, we're going to be in the top ten. Yeah, absolutely. I have no doubt. I don't care we're, who we play. We're we in the conversation for the playoff. If we start six and zero. Oh. <laughs> now, now well, you're going go. back to reality, Jeff. Yeah. Go, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. What do you have this one? I I chose a, a W for because I think. Because you're for coming us. off two, lo- two back-to-back yeah. losses for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I got to choose a W, right? But no, for real, like, I'm with you, TJ, when it comes to choosing, like you said, Purdue is a team that you will never, ever pick to beat us. Rutgers is one of those teams that I feel like should not ever beat Nebraska. We first joined this conference and then Rutgers joined. Though That team was so far beneath us and yeah. was the laughing stock of the Big Ten that I, that's one of those games that whenever we play them, I, I don't care how good they are. In my mind, we need to always beat them. I'm definitely going for a W for the, the Huskers. I think it's – isn't it homecoming too? Yeah, pretty sure it's a homecoming Huskers game. Huskers is yeah. homecoming. Yeah, so we're winning just because of that alone too. It's going to be a lot of energy in the stadium today, especially if we're 6-0 and like you guys think we're going to be. So, <laughs> I love that, Geoff. Um, that's such a good point about when Rutgers joined the conference, like Rutgers and Maryland joined the conference a, mm-hmm. a few years after we did. And I remember like, I remember being excited about joining the big 10 and thinking like we match up historically with a lot of these programs. This is going to be great. 
Obviously, it's been a little more challenging than that. But I just remember like, being offended. Like Rutgers? What? Mm-hmm. This, this doesn't make any sense. What the hell are these uh, assholes? <laughs> so where did these guys come from? Yeah. Uh, so I got to be honest, guys. I'll say it up front. I picked it as a loss. Uh, this Ooh. was my this was my moment. There of, it is. My moment of a little bit of sanity. And the reason I went with Rutgers is because we have beat them twice in recent years. Uh, we didn't play them in 2023, right? Yeah. I don't know why. I just no. We didn't play them in 2023. No. So. Mm-hmm. We beat them in the COVID year, 2020. That was our last game of the year when we, it was so sloppy and we played so ugly. Uh, it was Shiano's first year back and we kind of ran all over them by the end. Diedrich Mills and Adrian, and we kind of like ended up like running over them, but we still almost gave the game away because mm-hmm. that's what we did for a long time. And then in 2020, let's see, 22, 2022, during the Mickey Joseph era, that's the one where we were down 13 to nothing to them at halftime. Yeah. And we came back and won 14, 13. Yeah. And it was a battle. So my, what I, it was like a slug fest and that, you know, that 2022 team had all sorts of problems and frost got fired mid year and there were just all kinds of issues there. It was like hanging on for survival there. So I'm not sure how much you can take from that, but like Shiano can coach and that, that team, like, he may not have the best players, but he has instilled an attitude and a culture of toughness and physicality on that team. Yeah. And hmm. I've, I've been impressed when we've played them, to be honest. Not like, again, like they're not going to blow the doors off of Ohio State or anything like that. But that's just a tough team. And he's a good coach. So kind of, the I mean, again, I still in my heart of hearts want to believe that we beat them in a home game, potentially night game, Charlie. But I just like if we're being honest with ourselves to your, to your point, Jeff, even if things improve drastically in 2024, it's probably too much to assume that there's not a slip up somewhere, maybe, maybe multiple slip ups, right. Where we feel like we, you know, it could be a, a, let's say it's a home game and we are five and oh, that's exactly the time where Husker nation, you know, gets all excited and we're not supposed to in recent years. I don't want it to happen. I'm not, I would love for to be wrong on this, but I I felt like I had to add a dose of realism there. So I had that one as a loss. Good right. for you, TJ. I'm glad that you were contrite there. Way to thanks. way to come down. Oh, give good me for you. I'm not happy I, for you. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I'm not contrite. I just, um, I just take off like the blinders. Just wake up every <laughs> really once in a while. All right. All right. Matteo and Charlie both have us at six and zero at this point in the season. <laughs> I've got right. us at five. I've got us at five and one. Geoff has us at four and two, and that brings us to going to Indiana. Uh, Matthew. Going to Indiana after a bye week, my my mm-hmm. guess probably a much needed bye week. Um, so six weeks in, um, guys probably need a rest. Guys are probably a little banged up, but we go to Bloomington. Now we, we frequently discuss second rate programs on this podcast. We don't <laughs> often talk about third rate programs. <laughs> Indiana is dog shit. They are terrible. <laughs> If you want to talk about who we should never lose to, Indiana should also be. It's one A, one B. Add them to the list. Add them to the Indiana. list. Indiana might be one A. Purdue one B. We uh, should never go. lose to Indiana. Now, having said that, I do think there will be just similar to the Purdue, probably a little bit of a, a little bit of a scare, a little bit of a hiccup, but we pull away in the end. Another ugly win to get to seven and zero. We're yes. starting seven and zero. Yes. 7-0 for the first Here's time since 2016. We'll probably yep. be in the top five. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Charlie, what do you got? 
So I I've it. got this. Go ahead, Charlie. Asterisk game because Indiana finished up well last year. So coming off a of bye week where I think things are always weird, um, potentially younger quarterback going on the road and the week before we're at Ohio State, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so potentially looking past Indiana, yeah. um, but we get a dub. Things are yes. happening. Yes. Yes. Seven. Things, things are happening. Seven now. Things, things are happening. happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jeffrey, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with a W here. A road yes. game. We got we got our first road loss out of the way with Purdue. We learned, we took our medicine. We learned our lesson. We're gonna go in there and uh, Bloomington, and we're gonna tear it up. So no doubt in my mind, I think we've got a W for our first road win under our new uh, leader of men under Rayola. So I think we're fine. I love it. I have it as a W as well. Indiana is an absolute garbage, <laughs> fifth rate poverty program. Yeah. Dumpster yeah. fire. Dumpster yeah. fire that. They fired head cheerleader Tom Allen at the end of last year. <laughs> and they hired, did you see this guy they brought in that he had the weirdest press conference to kick things off? He's just like, nobody's ever heard of him. And he's talking about how great they're going to be. It's just weird. Like, just stick to basketball. Yeah. Go, like, stick to basketball. And we all loved Hoosiers. We'd yeah, fine exactly. With, yep. fine with Indiana being great at basketball. Run, run the picket fence at him. All run right. The picket Shut fence up and run the picket fence at him. <laughs> We don't give but, a shit. But that's just a garbage program. They're never going to amount to anything, and we're going to destroy them. We're going to blow the doors off them every time we play them. So I, um, needless to say, I've got that as a W. Yes. Boom. Yes. Hell yes. Uh, okay. Ohio, at Ohio State. Not just playing against the Ohio State, but at the Horseshoe, boys. Matteo. Matteo and Charlie probably got this as a win. Not so fast, my friend. This is the, the wake up call. Um, yeah. We, I don't know about top five T, but we're probably it's we're probably right on the cusp of top ten, if not in the top ten. It's maybe big noon kickoff. It's maybe college game day. The Huskers are seven and zero. Ohio State's probably undefeated, but this is the wake up call. We can go to C bus, and I'd say probably get beat by ten to fourteen. Um, Hopefully not more than that, but the Buckeyes, listen, the Buckeyes are every year a freaking NFL factory, right? Like they got, I saw they got their running back, Travion Henderson back somehow. The guy feels like he's been there forever. Um, (laughs) And I know they'll have some new, a couple of new stud receivers because they have those all the time now. And they just got the Howard kid, uh, the quarterback from Kansas Mm -hmm. state. Um so he's, you know, he's not going there to just mess around. He's going to be quarterback at Ohio State, and they're gonna, they're gonna be looking to have a real successful year and probably get to the CFP. So that's that's I got us for our first loss. So after Columbus, we're seven and one. Still playoff bound though, right? Because you know, we lose to Ohio State, you're still in the conversation. Well, still in the conversation. Still in the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a, lot absolutely. Of, a lot of football left to play here. Just yep. right. <laughs> everything yep. we want to accomplish is still out in front of us at that point. Charlie. So Ohio State will have had a bye week before they play us, um, which is never good. But Howard is the reason we win. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I think he's a nice quarterback, but I don't think he's what they've had. I do think we lose on the road to this to, to this team solely because they just have so many dudes. And I think at some point in time in the Big Ten – you go on the road and you play a good team. Sometimes you just get beat by a really good team. Um, but I do have this one as a loss. Um, roll in there. I think it's tight. 
I think it's a field goal or two or a touchdown, but I think we play them well. I think there's still hope, uh, but I think we, unfortunately, we come up short. So that's our first L. Geoff. I said we got our first road loss out of the way with Purdue, and that's where I'm leaving it. We're not losing this game. You want to know why? Yeah, we're not losing this game. You want to know why? Because Ryan Day is rattled, my friends. Michigan is taking <laughs> over. All right. He's take, they've taken over. All right. And he's on the hot seat now. A lot of people think that Ryan Day might need to go. And I feel like he's going to be looking to try and prove himself this year. He's going to try too hard. He's going to get a little too smart with it. He's going to get a little bit too tricky and smirky with it. And I will say one thing. Remember earlier at the beginning of this, I said, I'm always going to take Lou Holtz's side. Ryan Day took a <laughs> shot at Lou Holtz last year. I'm taking Lou Holtz's side here, all right? Right on. I'm, I'm predicting the Huskers. Not only are we going to win, this is going to be our win on the road, which is going to be our sixth win, which is going to get us that damn bowl game. We are going to wow. win on the road against Ohio State to put us and make us bowl eligible. I'm calling it right here. Wait back. Look back at this later on, Oscar fans. I'm calling it right here. Check back. It's happening. She oh, off and wow. Lincoln coming in hot. Things are happening. Wow. <laughs> love it. I've got it as an L as well, guys. Uh, I love everything you said, Jeff. I think Ohio State's going to be on like a Liam Neeson in Taken revenge tour. Like for all the reasons you said, because they haven't beat Michigan for a couple of years, they feel like Michigan has outclassed them across the entire big 10. And I feel like Ryan day is going to shake up the staff and like, they're going to come in just ready to rip people's heads off. Uh, I'm with, I'm sort of with you, Charlie, in the sense that I think we're going to play well. I think it'll be like a half, maybe like halfway through the third quarter, even where we've got a little bit of hope we're hanging in there. Uh, I do think they're going to run away with it. I don't think we've got all the pieces in place quite yet. I think it'll be kind of one of those things where maybe the defense keeps us in it, but eventually, you know, we we can't get enough stops on D and or we can't make enough plays on offense. So uh, no 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 harm there, no shame there, given where the Huskers have been, but I just think it's, they're going to be too much to handle in 2024. <laughs> all right, next one. Another home game against Big Ten newcomer, UCLA, Matty Owens Sr. All right, so we're we're back home. Um, in my scenario, we've just lost our first one. Kind of heartbreaking, but you know, most of us fans probably expected it. Um, UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles, coming to Lincoln the first Saturday in November. I hope yes. it's cold as hell. Yep. And now let's the Bruins had a decent season. Okay. Just decent. Right. They beat USC. Like nobody like USC's defense was a paper bag. Right. So they, they beat USC by 18, but they also got killed by Cal and lost to a terrible Arizona state team. Like a bad re, Arizona state was really bad. And I, I've watched a lot of pac 12 after dark in my time. Okay. <laughs> so I know how bad they are. So they're 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 crazy. They're all over the map, right? They also lost their quarterback, Dante Moore. Um, I think he's going to is he going to Michigan? I think going to Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. But Chip Kelly, really good football mind, pretty good coach. I think he, but I think he has a hard time keeping his guys engaged every week. I think we beat the Bruins at home first Saturday in November to go to eight and one. Boom. Love it, Matteo. Charlie, what do you got? 
So this is a tough one. I had it originally as a dub. Geoff has talked me off the ledge. Okay. I actually think. Well, call the audible I, in in pod audible. <laughs> I think I think we go through a little bit of a time here. I think we have a little three game unsettled stretch uh, between OSU, UCLA, and USC. Not to give the next pick away, but mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a really really tough game. And I think I think they get us. I think it's tight up until the end. I think it's a field goal s type thing. I think Chip Kelly's a brilliant offensive mind, and California schools just tend to have a lot of dudes. I still think yeah. we're in a building phase, but I think they get us, and I think it 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 rattles Husker Nation a little bit, thinking that we were invincible at one point in time at seven and zero. But I think you blink and we're seven and two. Back down to reality. Perfectly fair assessment. Jeff, you probably appreciate that. What do you got? I do, actually. I do appreciate that. But in my scenario, we just came off a huge win, a win that is program changing. (laughs) We're riding high. We're coming coming into this game. And I agree with Owens. UCLA is coming in here. We're in November. I hope to God it is so freaking cold. I can't wait. I hope that it is. I hope it feels like it does right now outside. Uh, Maybe not that cold, but cold enough. I want them to feel the pain of that rock hard football when it's, you know, 20 degrees outside and that thing hits your hands and it feels like, yeah, you're uh, literally catching a boulder. So I predict we get a win here. First time in the conference. A lot of those West coast schools usually don't have to play in cold weather climate. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like they're just not going to be ready for it. And we got the W on this one. I like it. Love it. I've got it as a W as well, fellas. Um, well, I, w- I won't give away my next pick, but I felt like, okay, yes, I will. I felt like I had to like, I, I think there's a scenario where we could beat both California schools, but I felt like, you know, I, I probably needed to split them and UCLA is the more likely W UCLA at home. Uh, I think Chip Kelly is a great coach. He hasn't for whatever reason, been able to re- replicate the same high level of success and just pissing excellence that he did at Oregon. And so, and so um, I think they'll, they'll probably be average. I also, we're going to talk about this on a, on an upcoming pod uh, with a pretty cool guest that I won't give away yet, but I'm of the belief that actually of the four pack 12 teams coming to the big 10 UCLA and USC are the two that are least prepared. I yeah. think Oregon mm. and now Washington's in flux now with Kalen DeBoer leaving, but at least with sort of the foundation and what Kalen DeBoer had going, I think Oregon and Washington are much more prepared for what awaits them in the Big Ten than UCLA yeah. and CR. So coming at game nine on the schedule in November in Lincoln, like we said, I think that's a tall task for UCLA, not for us. And hopefully, as we've all laid out here, uh, we've we've kind of hit our stride and, and we're we're a confident football team at that point. So I've got that as a W. At this point, boys, three games left on the schedule. Matty O, you've got the Huskers at eight and one. Yeah. All, all of Husker Nation is very frothed up at this point. I do. And <laughs> let me say this. I've been saying for a while now, I have eight, I had eight and four in my head. Eight and four and twenty-four. Yep. We'll we'll see where if that's where I end up at see, the end we'll of the We'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> and then uh Charlie, Jayoff, and I all have it at seven and two. So all the all the common fans pretty optimistic still mm-hmm. right now. And then in mid-November, we go. I think don't we have a second bye week between UCLA and USC? We do. Yeah, that's we what do. I thought. Yep. So that's that'll make things kind of interesting. But we go to USC. And I just want to put this out there, guys. 
I do live in Oregon. It's not exactly driving distance from Los Angeles, but there is a direct flight. If anybody wants to come out, I'll, be, I'll meet you. Hey, I'm in. Charlie. All right. I'll, no. see, I'm in. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see you in LA in November. I'm in. Sounds no. good. I will see you there. Why don't you come to Bend a couple days early and we'll take hit a up that blockbuster take, video. Take a beer Chop tour, it up. Hit, hit, hit up the blockbuster and then uh and then head over to LA. Well, why don't anyway. we take a train to, to California? Let's just make it a <laughs> sounds trip. There you go. That sounds great. Yeah. Let's take a week-long train trip. Okay. Uh, at USC, Matteo. Um okay. I uh like I said earlier, USC's defense is terrible, but something tells me they're gonna figure a little bit of something out. This next season, I don't think Lincoln Riley is like the way that he's kind of been talked about in social media and national everything. Um, they're out and they're out in, in L.A. I mean, they're going to have skill guys just running all over the field. I think they're going to create some problems for our defense. And th- to this point, I think our defense, um, you know, we're nine games in. I think they've done really, really well. I think we hit a little bit of a of a, of a speed bump here. Um I think USC plays out of their mind, and I think we lose. Um, I could see it being high scoring, um, just kind of a track meet, just kind of the way that USC has been playing here with Lincoln Riley. Um, but I think we lose to to Lincoln and the Trojans, and we go to eight and two. All right, Ooh, quite, quite fair, man. Charlie. Wow. Uh, so they will have a bye week as well on the ninth, so they'll have an extra week to prepare. They also have UCLA the week after they play us, which that intra-California game is always incredibly dynamic. You got to win that from a recruiting perspective. But I'm with you, Matt. I think it's another bump. So for me, we started out 7-0. and We bump at Ohio State. We bump at UCLA. And I, I've got us getting bumped at USC. Oh, boy. This is kind of that midseason, what's happening. Wheels are starting to crumble. We thought we were really good. Now we're seven and three after we leave USC only to potentially rally for the last two. But um, I think this is going to be a really, really hard game on the road. And again, I think it's defensively. I think we're in every game. I think the difference that, that when I'm thinking about these games and how they play out, you guys, I think 2024 is the year that we become consistently consistent. I think in years past, we're all over the board. It's the big ups, big downs. Nobody knows what to expect. I think we're in every game. I think we could potentially win all 12. I just think we come up short in a few ways. Um, And I think this is one of them because just as you said, Matt, they're going to have skill guys all over the place. Yeah. I think it's a close game, but I think, I I don't think we do it. And I think we go to seven and three. After three consecutive losses that there'd probably be a pause in the frothing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Pause the froth. Only a light, a light froth. Because <laughs> we're still, we're still going bowling at this point, so there'll be a little and, bit of frothing. Yeah, yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be still, some froth. Yeah, we still have two big rivalries right in front of us. That's right. That's true. That's true. Jeffrey, what do you got for USC? I hate USC, TJ. I hate okay. them. Okay. So damn much. So another one that I will never, ever, whoever plays them, I'll never pick them to win. I cannot stand USC. Wow. Going all the way back to. The Bush push. You remember that? You remember the Bush push? We remember. Just saying, yeah. I hate yeah. everything about USC. I hate everything about them. So for that reason alone, I'm going to pick the Huskers to win because I want them to win so bad here. But Caleb Williams will be gone at this point. Their defense is such ass. I mean, it's the <laughs> worst defense I've ever seen, ever seen, literally. And like, I'm not a coach or some college football guru, but that 
defense that I saw this last season was some of the worst football I've ever seen personally. For that reason alone, Nebraska, well, we may not blow the doors off them. We are definitely winning this game on the road to send a statement to the West Coast that Nebraska is here to stay and welcome to the party, pal. Like so you're it. saying you're saying you don't like USC. I can't stand it. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> TJ, there's a fair probability that you and I uh, hang out with Will Ferrell during that game. <laughs> yeah, most likely he's probably going to be he's a, he's probably a listener first of all and the he's last probably, time yeah. usc I'm was in lincoln when when literally we had to run the football 900 times just to slow the game down when that <laughs> team with with um who was it was reggie bush i mean just all of the oh, right liner lendale like Leiner, oh, oh, seven. Oh, was that oh seven? Oh, it was brutal and I think it was at like the pre-game that that was my holy was grail i met keanu reeves before the game I met Rush Limbaugh before the game and after what? the game. I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even kidding you because that's Keanu? when Rush is – Keanu Reeves was, there's were a Ke- bomb on the bus. Exactly. <laughs> were, Ke- were, were Keanu and Rush hanging out? Because that would be weird. They were not. Okay, Keanu was okay. standing right next to me, and I looked over, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Hey, man, will you send my ticket? He's like, absolutely. Nicest guy ever. This- Five minutes later, I look. Here comes Rush Limbaugh walking down the corridor – with a bunch of wow. Nebraska folks entourage, and my brother loses his mind and goes up and, and introduces himself. And after the game, I spot Will Farrell on the field, and I literally yep. hunt him down like a rabid dog to get an autograph. <laughs> Good so for you. We will let Good for you. We will let all of those USC people know we are there because I put it on my calendar. Don Colon has agreed we will be at USC. Wow, it's all, the plans Wonderful. have already been made. That's fantastic. So, I'll see you there, Charlie. We're talking Keanu Reeves here. This is post Matrix, but pre John Wick. Was it this is. like? Was this like replacements Keanu Reeves? Like what era? Of, yeah, yeah. What era of Keanu Reeves were you meeting here? I'm trying to I'm trying to match this up. What movie? I mean, I'm that? not sure what it was. I can tell you, it was still the five foot seven Keanu Reeves. Like he was okay. right next to me, strikingly okay. good looking fella, but but not overly large in stature right. one of the nicest people i have ever met in my entire life i've, I've heard and, good and things strikingly handsome who knew yep. <laughs> um i've got like I've, I've got, well you're too kind I've no got, that was my wife thank you Don. <laughs> <laughs> she's always liked me um i've got usc as a loss as well um I, you know gf i'm with you like i think there is a scenario here where like maybe their defense doesn't get a whole lot better and then like things get really interesting but i i kind of agree with you matt i think that lincoln riley i don't think they're gonna like come in and shock the big 10 or run away with the big 10 or anything like that but i do think they'll get some things figured out they'll probably tighten it up on d to some extent they've got they're gonna have a ton of playmakers because they always do i think we're gonna have a hard time stopping them so i've got that as a loss Two games left. Um, Matt, uh, TJ, and Geoff all have the Huskers at eight and two. Charlie, you've got them at seven and three. We end the year with Wisconsin at home and at Iowa. Matty O, what do you got for that Wisconsin game? All right. So these last two, um, <laughs> the Badgers and the Hawkeyes. Um, hello, old friends. Hello, old friend. <laughs> I think we make enough plays against Wisconsin, and I feel like an idiot saying this out loud because we just have not done well at all against Wisconsin. I think we make enough plays and win a close one against a Badgers team that we should have beat 
this last season. Okay. Mm, I love that. I don't know who they're going to have at quarterback. Mordecai's gone. He was like a million years old. Um, but I God, think we, we I think good. we I think we make some plays, win a close one. It's probably probably another cold November game in Lincoln. Um, but I think we get it done against um against Fickle and the Badgers. Wow, I love that. I like Charlie, it. Charlie, what do you got? Uh no, Matt, you and I were at the game in Wisconsin. That we was were. ours this year. Yeah. Um we we make such tremendous adjustments at seven and three. And we beat the Badgers about 77 to six. Oh, I think we God. absolutely. So your, Jeff, your USC is there my Wisconsin. There you go. All like, right. I want, I want to eat cheese curds in Memorial Stadium while <laughs> flicking the remnants as we roll off in glory, baby. We roll these clowns, not even close, blow them up. The bus is back on the road headed to the land of the bowl game, and we are 8-3 and three after we absolutely skull them. Love it. <laughs> wow, that was absolutely beautiful, Charlie. Um, Geoff, what do you got? God, after that, damn it. Damn it, Charlie, because <laughs> I'm going the opposite direction. Damn it. Damn it. I, I feel like, I, you know, we all know Wisconsin and Nebraska, we, we and Iowa, for that matter, just, it's all bad blood, and I feel like Fickle, after a year of kind of getting his feet wet in the Big Ten, might make some adjustments and figure a few things out. So I don't have any real stat-driven argument, but I do feel like they're going to get us on this one at home. Unfortunately, it sucks, but I feel like they've got us on this one. Don't ask me why. That's just my prediction. Um, no, that's fair, Geoff, and that's actually what I had it as well. And I don't like I don't have any X's and O's reason or any deep analysis reason. My reason is like I this one feels like one we I can't pick as a win until we go out and beat them. Yeah, we 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 got beaten by them. We got blown out by them when we came to the Big Ten in 2011, and then we beat them in a close one in Lincoln in 2012 mm-hmm. during the regular season. And so at that point, we're one and one against Wisconsin. And I remember thinking, like, coming to the Big Ten, Wisconsin would be a great rival for us because, you know, similar programs, the Barry Alvarez mm-hmm. connection, all those things. Yep. And after those first two years, I thought, we're going to have so many great games with these guys. Year in and year out, it's going to be a battle. At that point, Iowa wasn't like, Iowa was an afterthought. Like, Wisconsin yeah. was going to be the rival <laughs> while right. we all chased Michigan and Ohio State, right? Yeah, and we have not beat them since, guys. Yeah, so we got de- we got <laughs> yeah. destroyed by them later in 2012 in the Big Ten championship game, and we've gotten blown out by them since. We've had some heartbreaking losses to them since, but we have not beat them since. And so I just can't. I've got it as a loss simply because I don't think we can pick that as as a um, as a win until we beat them, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so so that's where I am. Um and we're down to Iowa. Matty O. We are down to Iowa. Um for those keeping, I know where this, for those keeping where track you're... at home, I've got us at nine and two. I absolutely hate this. I hate <laughs> that I am thinking this way. Um, but this is this is our arrival. We're on the road. It's Black Friday. 
disgusting, stupid Iowa, make some disgusting, stupid Iowa plays in this stupid football game. They play good defense, and they beat us again in another close one. Probably no! take the, probably take the lead late in the game on some bullshit no! uh, punt block for a no! touchdown where it like, leaks out of one of our this. guys' hands and some guy runs it back like 40 yards. Matt, you're better than this. Um, this makes me absolutely sick. Oh. But that's that's kind of like we, uh, TJ. No. You said I can't pick Wisconsin to beat us until, or we, I can't pick us to beat Wisconsin until we actually go out and do it. Um, I don't know. I for some reason I just think that that's same thing for this for Iowa. Um, oh. We we got to we got to beat them. I think feel like the the game, uh, the Trey Palmer game was just kind of a flash in the pan. Um, kind of a fluke. We had a freak athlete who's now doing fairly well in the NFL. Um, those times are coming. We're going to, I think we're going to, it's, and we're at least going to trade blows every other year with those guys. And I think that that time's coming or even just dominate them, but it, it's, it's been a slow, slow roll uh, here getting to that place. So for, for those keeping track at home again, that, that puts me at uh, the yes. Huskers at nine and three, which is still fantastic. Um, which is still fantastic. I can't believe that I just heard you say those words, Maddie. I, you know, I, I, I'm not even, I'm not even critical of the pick. Like everything you said made sense. I just, you of all people, I thought would pick us to beat oh. Iowa. And so, yeah. but I appreciate, I appreciate the, I hate them. I hate them. Um, emotional and intellectual honesty that you just displayed. Well, thank you. I will, I will say that too, Maddie. Kudos to you for being honest, but also kudos no actually no kudos to you for just making this depressing as hell that was hey. the most depressing i had a seven and oh we were seven and oh exactly. i had like eight and one we're flying high where did things go wrong we limped to the Good finish Lord. line we limped to the finish line a little bit a little bit oh all yeah. right all right charlie what do you got um i was only a close second to wisconsin for me <laughs> I loathe, loathe these people on so many fronts. Coach Ferentz has been an amazing person on a number of other occasions uh, when we have catered for them, business aside. <laughs> Iowa in 2024 is going to roll in at four and seven. Mark oh. my words. Mark it down. I've done the homework. They're going to roll in at four and seven to play us. We're going to beat them like your little brother got beat in Nerf hoops back in 1996. Like, we are going to drill these guys. Yes. We're, back, we're back on the road to, free, to bowl freedom, and we are 9-3, and three, rolling out of there on Black Friday, having just maxed out our American Express and heading out of <laughs> Iowa City. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it, love it, love Nine it. Nine and three, wow. Matt, for the record, brother. I am right there with you. I love it. Holy cow. So, Charlie, you have us losing three in a row to Ohio State, UCLA, and USC. And they're just coming storming back, coming out of the corner, swinging like crazy. I've already beating, made my beating, travel plans to a bowl game, <laughs> baby. I am there. Jason destroying Wisconsin and Iowa to end the year. I love it. Jeffrey, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the positive route with Charlie here and not go that negative. Good Lord. Owens. What? Come on, man. Change your pick. You had us losing at home to Illinois, the fourth game of the season. (laughs) And then to the hostile Purdue. You kidding me? (laughs) Just change it. Make me feel better. I'm going with Charlie on this one. We win. And 
the first reason, first of all, is that I went to the game, the Iowa game with Owens this year. TJ, TJ, you were there. Uh, <laughs> I saw these these freaking clowns in person, and they struggled so hard to win a game against us and a first year head coach. Not a lot of question marks, a lot of unknowns. They struggled so bad against us. Like we want to say that like Nebraska is a top tier program, but let's be honest. Iowa probably should have manhandled us, but they struggle with us because they suck. Iowa sucks, <laughs> and we let them have it. We let them have that freaking game. They suck. Their quarterback was some fat tub of lard. We, we <laughs> sat there and saw him right up in person. I mean, you looked at him. We we're like, look at this dude. How's this guy a quarterback? This is embarrassing. And the other thing is that I want to I want to quote my dad here. LaRue would always say, on the road, if you're going to go into a town, on the road, you're going to go into that town. You're going to drink all their alcohol and you're going to have your way with all of their women. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're coming into town. Oh my goodness. You do the old uh, the rape, you know, three amigos to rape the horses and rode off on the women. Huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. I did not see things going in that direction, but Geoff's got it as a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, Okay, fellas, I, I love the way we're we're en- ending this with a bang. Um, <clears throat> here's where I am. I was thinking about this today while I was in the children's playroom and my mind was wandering to the 2024 schedule. Their garbage is not sustainable. They cannot continue to win games the way that they've been winning games, <laughs> playing excellent defense, and special teams and like props to them for like being good at something, but it just like makes me absolutely furious thinking about some of the ways in which we've lost to them. And usually we are the more talented team. We are historically head and shoulders, the better program. We've talked about this uh, a thousand different times. Like I I don't believe Matt, you, you, you talked about it. I don't think it's going to get to the point where it's like we win one one year, then they win one the next year. I think we're going to go on our own run and we're going to win about 10 in a row. And we're going to be talking about like who was president the last time Iowa beat Nebraska because it's going to have been so long. And I firmly believe that we're not that far away from that. And so I've got it as a W for the Cornhuskers. Um, I just like what they do. And I meant to look, I didn't have time. I meant to look to see like last year, they added nothing in the transfer portal. They didn't do anything. And as long as Kirk Ferentz is there again, guy's been a pretty good coach. Seems like a pretty good man. But as long as they do this boring stuff, like this is, this is, they peaked. This is as good as they're going to be. And even if they stay that good, we're going to start beating them again. I have no doubt about that. So I've got it as a W boys. If my calculations are correct, I can't believe this is true. All three of you have us at nine and three on the year, and I've actually got us at eight and four on the year. Okay. Um, we got there. We got there in drastically different ways. But one, two, three, four, five, six, yep. seven, eight. Yeah. I'll be damned. Well, we're, we're going bowling. We're going bowling. Yeah. Woo! The bottom line is. Uh, I think, I think as we saw, the first half of the schedule is where we need to rack up our wins. The second half is probably where we run into some turbulence, unless you're Geoff. Geoff's got all like wins all over the board on the second half of the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I think Husker Nation in reality is going to be thrilled with you know be going to be frothing at the mouth at nine and three. 
going to be thrilled with eight and four. Everyone understands where the program has been. You said it, Charlie, we're still building, but bottom line, things are happening in Lincoln. We expect a big jump in year two. I think it's going to happen. So you know what I, you know, the other thing about that, TJ, just to interject quickly, I think 2023 was a year where we saw things organizationally change. Like the, the structure of the program changed. We, Things were in sync. We had momentum for recruiting. We just looked more organized on offense and defense. If there was one giant takeaway this year is we got a dude for a defensive coordinator. Like we made progress on both sides of the ball, but but organizationally, like things were happening. Yeah. 2024, yeah. I think you're going to see that same jump athletically. See, yeah. right? So my, my yeah. 2023 organizationally, 2024 athletically. And you put those two together that's where i think i think things could get actually a little bit weird maybe we do steal a w where we're not supposed to against one of those three that i had had picked as a dub but i think i think the way the schedule sets up and i think the momentum and i think all of the components of 2023 and listen i'm a guy who loves defense i love defense i love scoring points but i don't think you can score points and be sustainable long term But I think you can be in a lot of games defensively and cause a lot of problems and create for the first time where somebody says, well, who is Nebraska football? We're a defensive school that just happens to play offense. I think that's what ends up happening in 2024. Love it. Charlie, Charlie, this is a a family-friendly program. So what I'm not going to do right now is read some of the text messages you were sending me during our 0 and 4 stretch to end the 2023 season, <laughs> which were both uh, inappropriate and also basically made it seem like the sky was falling. I was ready to fall on a knife. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But <laughs> I'm glad to see you're back to where, you know, one of these, we something goes differently. A couple of things go differently. We're 10 and 2, 11 and 1. And in a 12 team playoff in the Big Ten conference, we're Boom. in the playoff conversation suddenly. Yeah. So oh, yeah. You're, you're back. Amen. You're back. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Things are happening, yeah. TJ. Things, 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 are happening. things are happening. Things are happening. Damn it's you, good. Charlie, with your rational thoughts. Damn <laughs> you. <laughs> this has been an absolute riot, guys. Uh, we're going to end really quickly with a handful more predictions just because we thought it'd be kind of fun. Um, so, and we said, we go back to our first episode of 2024. It's time to believe in Nebraska football again. We just gave you more reasons why going through the schedule. So this is not an if, it's just a matter of where. What bowl game do the Huskers end up in? Matteo. Love this. I got us in the Cheez-Its Citrus Bowl <laughs> in Orlando. Oh, baby. Um, against, uh, against Missouri, no less. I think it's, uh, at least this year, it was a big 10 SEC. It was Tennessee. I don't know if you guys saw who played in that this year's. Um, actually, Iowa played in that game. Yeah, actually, and I don't know. They lost. I don't know if anybody knows they didn't score a point in that. They game. They didn't now. score a point. They <laughs> lost thirty-five to nothing to Tennessee, huh. um, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, but also, I love Cheez-Its. I love Cheez-Its in all iterations of Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its my delicious, favorite man. Cheez-Its. Um, my favorite Cheez-Its are the hot and spicy Cheez-Its. They're yes, hard to find. Yes. If you see them at, at your local grocer. Grab a box, and I I, I them, could go through a whole so box awesome. in one sitting. Um, get your hands on some, but also, <laughs> um, I just think it'd be really fun to play Missouri too. I started looking at like, oh, well, who could we play in the SEC? Missouri was had a pretty good year. Maybe they'll be in the citrus, uh, cheese at Citrus Bowl. And by the way, we do still we are in possession of 
the Missouri-Nebraska victory bell. We've had it since we beat them the last time we played them in 2010. Um, I did a little <laughs> Wikipedia on this. Apparently, Mizzou um, uh, manufactured, um, commissioned a fake bell to be permanently displayed on campus. What the hell is no that? Way. So typical. What the hell so is tr- that? So true to form. So I would yeah. love it if we'd play Mizzou. If it's not in the Citrus Bowl, maybe at some point, because... We, we think we need to flaunt that we still have the actual bell. Um, Love cheese that. Cheese at Citrus yes, Bowl, Orlando. Yes. Love that. Charlie, Love what do you that. got? Uh, I think we're in one of two bowls next year. One, as you might assume, gentlemen, I could definitely see us in the, I believe Chick-fil-A sponsors the Peach Bowl. <laughs> I think that would be oh. delightful to be there. I would, I, I swear to you, I all, we'll just all go. Yeah, we'll do a podcast from down there, sponsored by Chick Fil A. I mean, I've got things will be happening. I've got ideas, TJ. (laughs) We're we're holding you to that. Absolutely. We will either be there or we will be at the VRBO Fiesta Bowl because of all the nostalgia. It seems like we played in that one and the Orange Bowl and a variety of others. But but we're back in 2024, and we will anchor to one of those two. I, wow, I can't wait for you to send the jet to pick us up I know. And, and head to the Peace Bowl. <laughs> Let's yeah. make things happen, people. Yeah. Things are happening. Geoff, where are you? That that changes my answer completely. Now <laughs> I've, I've been rooting for that Chick-fil-A bowl. For the love of God. Uh, the only honey, way- honey, I will not be home on New Year's. I'm not available on New Year's. I'm sorry. And I'll be gone three days before and two days after as well. I'll be podcasting. I'll be podcasting. You know, we're not making any money off of this either. It's all, it's all. (laughs) Um, Is it, what do I predict or what do I want? Because if it's something I want, the Duke's Mayo bowl, I don't know why, but that has really been like a thing people love now. That's been like, I think Taylor McGregor tweeted about it too. She's like, Happy Duke's Mayo Bowl to those who observe, so to speak. <laughs> like, like that's become a thing now. The other one is Owens, and I think that you may have brought this up. Is the the one with the Pop Tart? The Pop Tarts Bowl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That was a, that was but, outstanding. That was, that was a, that was amazing. Like, if we could be a part of that. Like he like, went well, down, like he yes. went down in the the toaster and came out fully edible, and the players and coaches are like eating it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> the funniest thing, like the weirdest thing slash funniest thing I've ever seen ever. Like the world that we live in now, like what a time to be alive. And he's like the pop tart mascots holding the sign "Dreams Do Come True" as he's like dying, <laughs> going into the toaster. College yeah. football, college football is the best. Yes. <laughs> These oh my gosh. So yeah, if it's not the Duke's Mayo Bowl, it's the Pop Tart Bowl. Get me get us in there. Well, we'll be the center of attention on, on on at least on the Twitter platform for sure. Okay. I had his I love that, Jeff. Um for, first I I wanted I just got to give a special shout out. Um we're we're gaming some new listeners. So if you're just now, if you're just now tuning into the Common Fan Podcast during the 2023 season. Uh, we created a bowl called the Vandalay Industries Bowl, and we decided, based on a Twitter poll, that it should be hosted in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. <laughs> and so my hope and dream, as long as I'm breathing for the rest of my life, is that the Huskers play in the Vandalay Industries Bowl there you in go. Sheboygan, Brilliant, Wisconsin. Brilliant. Um, I also wanted to pick the Las Vegas Bowl just because mm-hmm. how fun would it be to be in Vegas during bowl season and just never leave the sports book? 
and just just because you're able to watch games there, not for any gambling reasons whatsoever, right. of course. Um, what I came down to this is you're going to think this is boring at first, but I know for sure it's a it's a Big Ten uh, SEC matchup. So I came with the ReliQuest Bowl, which uh, you guys may be interested to know. Wisconsin played against LSU in the ReliQuest Bowl this year, and they lost. They lost yes. to LSU. Wisconsin lost. Yes, they in did. Case, for common fans who didn't know. Who I've got us playing, though, is – I've got them having a bit of a down year by their standards. First year under new coach Kalen DeBoer, I've got us playing Alabama in the Reliance. How how fantastic would that be? That would be fun. Yeah, okay. that would be a lot of fun. So what, yeah. now, what do you know? What I I saw that what bowl did, was that previously? The was Reliance it the Capital bowl? One Bowl? Because then the Capital One went and sponsored the Orange Bowl. I kind I think of you think might be right. I think it's a Capital One. I don't bowl. know. Because some the, there used to be the memory, I used to be the the uh, Outback Bowl, Champ Sports Bowl, and Capital yeah. One Bowl. All those are new sponsors now. So I'm like, now wait a minute, which games it's, are those? It's hard to keep track. I think that's it. Because wasn't a Capital One where we played Georgia, Georgia, a couple different SEC teams over mm-hmm. the years? I think, I think, yeah, I'd have to go back and look. They all yeah. went together back when we went to bowl games. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one, guys. Your top performer out of the transfer portal. Mattia. Um, you know, I, I, I thought about this a little bit. I so I think um I'm gonna go with the lineman from Florida. Um Micah oh, yeah. Mazkua. Is that how you say that? Great. Call. I mean, the That's guys basically started for two seasons for Florida. Um, and if you're like we I know Charlie likes to call guys dudes, and I love that. You've got to be a real dude to play offensive line and start for two seasons at a, at a school like that in the SEC. Um, so I know it's not a real sexy pick. Um, I know Jeff likes the sexy picks, but I this do. guy, I think this guy is going to be a road grader. And I saw that um, they when they played Tennessee, there was like a little bit of an on-field skirmish, and he was like squaring up with it a dude, like, like totally ready, to, that was ready to box him, yeah. like – I don't think we need that him getting thrown out or penalties, but I like the the tenacity, and I like a guy that's not not literally willing to to fight, but a guy that's quite clearly a fighter. Um, so I'm going with that guy. Actually, I think that's a huge get um, to have it at, at, at guard, especially a spot where we needed somebody at guard because um, I think Ben Hart's coming along. I don't know what Corcoran's if he's going to be ready to roll, but. Um, offensive line actually ended up playing fairly decent last year. Um, so hopefully that continues. So I'm going with, uh, with Mascua, Micah Mascua. I think that's a great, that's a a massive pickup that seemed to come out of nowhere for the Huskers. Yeah. And his brother's on the team apparently as a walk, walk he's a walk on running back or something. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Uh, Charlie, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with easy pickings here. You guys, I'm going with Isaiah Nair. Nice. Um, The wide receiver from Texas for a couple of different reasons. So I love his size, 6'3", 215. Um, In a wide receiver room where we are desperate for height, we are desperate for breakaway. I think this guy just gets catches because we have somebody that can get him the ball consistently. So if I go back and look when he was at – I think he was at Wyoming before he was at Texas, averaged 19.5 yards a catch. You guys, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the fact that he could be a playmaker at Wyoming, um, 
I think he's got a real shot to do some things here and make a substantial impact right out of the gate. I think it's an easy pick, but I just think his size lends itself to you put him on one side, put Malachi on the other side. Now you got some problems. Yeah. Right. So right now, Malachi was a, today our, or last year, Malachi was our only guy with size. Now you get somebody else with size and he's seasoned and he's been at Wyoming and at Texas. This is not his first rodeo. So I like oh, him. There you go. Beauty, beauty. G off. What do you got? Uh, I'm kind of going the same route as Charlie here. Uh, kind of obvious, but the Oregon running back, what's his name? Dante. Dante Dowdell. Uh, Dowdell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I went with him and more or less just because, uh, didn't Sal say something about how she'll let us have all the, uh, the backups from she Oregon? Did. She did. Yeah. yeah, so good, yeah. Sal, you're, you seem like a wow. sweetheart, but you know, I, I didn't like that comment. So <laughs> I'm going to pick him to go, go nuts with the Huskers. So he's my big breakout star from the transfer portal. I like it. Nothing would make me happier. And I would bring it up in very light and delicate ways within the bonds of my marriage. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, very good. Uh, GF. I, I'm, I'm hopeful about all three of those guys, fellas. I had a different one. I've got Stefan Thompson, the linebacker from Syracuse played for Tony white uh, played at Syracuse for three years. He's played at a high level and that's a position of need. If I have one concern about the defense, yep. It's the fact that Reimer and Henrich both move on along with, I think Snodgrass moved on as well. He was, a, he was a depth guy. He wasn't a starter, but he's moved on as well. So I think Stefan Thompson knows the scheme. He's played for Tony white. That's huge. He's played for a good Syracuse program. I think he comes in just plug and play. Like he comes in and he's a contributor right away. I'm super excited about him. Honestly, they could probably afford to add another linebacker or two from the transfer portal. Uh, but very excited about Stefan Thompson. All, All right, right last last one, fellas. We're going to end with some uh, uh, some just keep the keep the Kool Aid flowing. Offensive and defensive MVPs on the season, Maddie O. All right, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, I mean, this might be an easy pick or even a dumb pick, but I'm going to go Raiola. Um, I'm not going to. I don't think he's going to go crazy, but I think he's going to do do pretty well. You know, we had uh, Eric uh, from Arbitrary Analytics on. And just looking at some of those true freshman numbers, I think he'll be just as good as some of those guys. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm going to say, you know, probably throw for about 2,500, um, run for around 300, probably um, around 25 total TDs. But I think that's good enough to to kind of be our, our main guy, our offensive MVP. Um, surprise performer. I look, I'll throw this in there. Um, I think Emmett Johnson's going to, going to do well. I know we got the, the yeah. downhill, the transfer guy coming in. Emmett really started to impress me here the back half of the season last year. Uh, 4.6 per carry. I think he runs tough. He's got good vision. Um, you want me to go? Should I go right into defense? Just give yeah, my, go ahead. All Just my do picks. Them both. Just do them both. Yep. Defensive MVP, I got Isaac Gifford. The guy completely led all of our, our defense in tackle. Like the, I think the next closest guy was like 30 tackles away. Um, Gifford, I think he had 81 or 82 tackles. Um I expect the same from him, maybe even add on a few more tackles. And I think you'll see a few games where he's seasoned enough, he's been on the field enough, he's going to make a couple of big plays when it really counts. Um, and then my surprise pick on D, um, a guy who tied for second on the team in tackles, that I don't think we're talking about him enough, is Javin Wright, Buddha Wright. He tied Omar Brown with 51 tackles, second on the team, had a couple of really nice interceptions, and he's a freak athlete. 
Um, so I expect him to, to have an even better year next year. I think he got a little nice little taste last year, had a couple of really good games, um, but I think he gets more minutes, and uh, I think he'll have a really good year. Love it. So Matty O threw in Matty O threw in kind of surprise or breakout picks there as well. So if you guys want to do that, feel free um, along with your offensive and defensive MVPs. Charlie, what do you got? Uh, offensive MVP. I think it's a guy who every single year I've waited for just him to break out, but I think he's got a quarterback that's going to get him the ball. And I think it's Fedoni. Yes. yes. This guy is a freak. I watched him literally at Wisconsin be open eight 10, 12 times, and we just missed him. But his frame and his confidence rolling into this year, I think, is different. Um, I'm with you, man. Emmett Johnson, just a dude. Like, that guy is coming, and he's coming quick. And so you get him in the weight room for another nine months. Um, super excited to see what happens in the spring game just from a physical stature perspective, but I'm with you on that one. Love Emmett Defense, Johnson. I think the um, – the, the defensive MVP, I'm going to go a little bit different. You guys, I love interior players, and I think Nash is an easy one to pick, but I think he's going to get too much attention. I think he's going to get double teamed the whole year, and I'm going Ty Robinson. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Coming back is a freak. 6'6", 315, and he's just sour pants 24-7. He is ready to be on a winning team and wreak some havoc. The guy that I think breaks out, I think is Jamari, but Jamari Butler. Love it. I Love like him. that guy a lot. I think he's, you know, he's got a big frame. He moves fast. Um, who was the other kid? Um, Cam Lenhart was another one. But I just think we've got some guys that are ready to just make a big difference this year. And I think we're going to look back at the end of 24 and say, we finally have an identity. We're, we're, we've got a defensive identity where we're going to be in every game. We're going to make plays. We're going to make offenses violently uncomfortable. Um, but, but those, those would be my guys for 24. Oh, nice. Um, I, I went with Rayola like Matt did. I mean, uh, just how can he not? Like he's, he's who we've been, he's the one, we, the chosen one, the, what we've wanted for so long as Husker fans to get that pick. And if we're going to start him right off the bat, it, he has to be our, our game changer. He has to be our breakout right. player. So I'm going with him right off the bat. Um, defense wise, Charlie, I was with you. I was kind of torn between Ty and Nash, but after watching his wrestling videos, I, it made it more apparent than ever. I, I have to go with the polar bear here. Yes. They, they might be on him, but that dude's pinning dudes left and right, uh, off of the football field. So I've got him as my standout MVP for 2024. I like it. Love it. Love that Geoff. So on my offensive MVP, I went a little bit, this guy, this might surprise you guys. I felt like Raiola was kind of the obvious, easy, lazy answer. So I didn't go with that one. And just kidding. I love you guys. And, uh, <laughs> what is hell, man? <laughs> but um, I went with Jalen Lloyd. Hey, uh, I like it. There you go. I, I feel like he was a big time producer uh, as a, as a true freshman this year. The speed is legit. And I think he's going to, to your point, Charlie, about Fedoni, I think he's going to have someone who can get him the ball more consistently. He's going to continue to be a big play, take the top off the defense kind of guy. Uh, and my defensive MVP, I went with, I cheated, and I, 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 I went with both of them, Nash and Ty Robinson together. You. But guys, it's, it's proportional to, to where we were as a program in 1997 
but the impact of both of those guys coming back for another year is just as big as Jason Peter and Grant Wistrom coming back in 1997, which honestly was as big a factor as anything as the Huskers winning that third national title in yeah. 1997. So I'm not suggesting that we're going to win the national title this year, although I don't think we should rule it out. But, uh, <laughs> but I think like the impact of both of those guys coming back for one more season, coach rules year two, all these other positive things going on. I do think that's just as big for this program with where we are as a program. So that might mean eight and four, nine and three, but they're going to be a big reason why. So I'm super excited about that. I did a couple of breakout players as well. I went like a little bit younger guys. So you guys mentioned some guys who, who are, who are already kind of producers, Charlie, you're a baseball guy. My guys would be like, you know, probably double A prospects who you're saying like they might be ready for the big leagues, but we're not sure like what we're going to get quite yet. Um, on offense, I went with Carter Nelson. Okay. okay. So he, the, the recruit out of, I want to say, is Ainsworth guys? Ainsworth? It is. Yeah. He is such a beast and he's such a physical specimen. I'm not suggesting he's going to have it all put together in 2024, but guys, like imagine, imagine a, a t Charlie to build on your example. Two tight ends with Fedoni and Carter Nelson. Oh, yeah. And then you've also got Isaiah Nair and Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd all on the field. That's like, that's weapons all over the field. And yeah. hopefully, someone who can finally get those guys the ball, you're going to be able to create so many mismatches. You're going to be able to do so many things. So I kind of think Carter Nelson, now he's been playing eight man football, but he went down to one of those high school bowls and was still showing out. Right. Yeah. So, yep. Again, I think there's always an adjustment period. We don't want to put too much on an 18-year-old kid, but I think they will find ways to get him on the field and, and help him contribute this year. Yeah. And wow. then breakout on defense, I went with Maverick Noonan. Okay. Uh, Danny's he was, kid. Yeah, Danny Noonan's kid. Damn he good name. Was a great name. Damn, uh, he was man. he was uh, uh he was injured in August. So he yep. was he was on campus starting in January. He went through spring ball and was on track to at least see the field. Uh, maybe ACL. red shirt, maybe burn the red shirt. Um, I read today, Charlie, I went back and looked today. I read it was not an ACL. Now that was oh. a report. That was a report from August. So maybe more information has come out, but the, what I read today was that it was, it was a knee injury that required surgery, but was not an ACL, but he was going to have to miss, be, you know, be, be out of contact for, you know, no contact for six months, but guess what? That gets you ready. He's back in time for spring ball, hopefully. So excited about that kid you know, was a beast in high school. Yeah. He's a, he's he a was dude. a train wreck. I mean, he was amazing. Gosh darn, that'll be awesome. And, and we know, and we know, we know Tony White will get will get young guys on the field, right? Yeah. So, all right, guys, this was a heck of a fun episode. This was so much fun. Uh, the the Kool Aid is flowing freely here at the Common Fan headquarters, but uh, <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of reason for it. Any any final words, guys, on this? way too early 2024 schedule predictions episode. I just can't wait for spring ball now. I mean, do, going through yeah. the schedule, looking at our roster, winning another off-season championship, um, I just can't wait for them to get started with spring ball. Like, I, I'm more excited for spring ball this year than I have been in, in a long, long time. We're back. Yeah. We're USC back. We're back. sucks ass. Hey. <laughs> USC sucks ass. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeffrey. Charlie, thanks so much for joining us. Any any final thoughts from you? Uh, you know, my own, I'll, I'll go back to what I should have said from the get-go. I, I thought about it long and hard, TJ, and I'm so glad you asked to wrap it up. 
damn it, we're going 12 and 0. I just, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, I, I wanted to say it from the get go, but I felt like I needed to fall in line. We're running the table. Let's see what happens. <laughs> no, you heard it here first. We're, are we still recording? Notes. Matt, are we still we recording? We are still recording. Yeah, we are. Good. We've got the evidence here. You heard it here first. Well, Husker fans, if you are not just full of Kool-Aid and just big red uh, excitement uh, now, uh, you may never be. So thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Stick around. We got a lot more uh, fun episodes and cool guests coming up. Uh, Stay warm and dry out there, Husker fans. And in the meantime, GBR for life. (laughs) 